Welcome to the Mummy Fit Time Podcast. Nikki here, the host of the Mummy Fit Time Podcast, owner of Mummy Fit Time, coach, speaker, educator, mum and health advocate. If you would like to find out more about Mummy Fit Time, please feel free to check out the link in the show notes or you can join our free support community group on Facebook. The free community support group on Facebook provides not only tips and advice on your own health and fitness journey, but also provides a range of other health support so that you can become a more productive and well-rounded person. If you love this podcast, I would absolutely love it if you could please leave a review and a rating. Now let's get on with the show. Enjoy. On today's podcast, we have special guest Inna Merkin, qualified nutritionist and mum of three. Inna helps women find out what health means to them and their families. She teaches skills and strategies that focus on eating a flexible, intuitive diet and feeding your kids the same way, which I think is super important because really no one wants to be cooking three separate meals. Inna started her business because she wanted to teach other women how you can still look and feel healthy, but be diet free. After trying every diet out there and still ending up putting on weight, Inna decided to make a change. She wanted to teach you what she did and how she changed her life without having any restrictions. So let's jump into it and start chatting with Inna. Okay, so welcome, Inna. Welcome to the Mummy Fit Time podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. It's probably uh, my first ever podcast. So I'm, oh, is it? I'm uh, yes. <laughs> a little bit scary, but exciting at the same time. Oh, I'm glad. I won't disappoint. Chose, I'm glad you chose my podcast to join them for your first one. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Let's just jump straight into it then. So, you're a nutritionist and you um, specialize in kids' nutrition. So, I just wanted to find out what led you to being a nutritionist and why did you choose to specialize in uh, nutrition for children? Um, I guess what I mean, I've always loved food and cooking and um, leading a healthy life. Uh, but I think what was, where was the final turning point was um, my kids, especially Max, my oldest, he very, very fussy, uh, was very fussy um, to the point where we were down to probably um, three or four food that he could eat or mm-hmm. he would eat. Um, and you know, I wasn't really getting any good advice from anyone. Um, so I decided to take, you know, things into my own hands and started doing a lot of research. And I realized how much I have passion for nutrition um, and health. And so I thought, well, why not actually, you know, do something in regards to profession about it and help other parents? Because I've managed to help my child becoming from a fussy eater to eating, you know, having a very good diet and the same with my other kids. So why not help other parents do the same? So I went and got qualified. And I've also been very passionate about nutrition regards to myself because, you know, I've been through a very, very, I guess, bad relationship with food as growing up, Um, going through diet to diet 
um, my weight going up and down and um, nothing was working. So again, that helped me to realize that you just have to make sure that you eat a healthy and um, persistent diet and eat everything in moderation um, and you will be fine. And you know, the weight will be consistent and um, you will be at the weight that you're going to be. So you know, no diet works, um, but that's what motivated me to go and get a nutritionist, you know, degree and, and teach other mums mm. um, and women do the same thing. Wonderful. So I just wanted to expand on, I guess, your experience where you say that no, no diets work and it's more the, the foods that are put, you, you're putting into your body because I guess for a lot of women our age and mothers, we've sort of grown up in this diet culture and yep. it almost like someone wants to lose weight. It almost seems like it's just second nature that you, you go on a diet. Um, and yep. in my own experience working with ladies that are wanting to lose weight, um, when they've uh, been eating uh, meal plans, which is not a diet, it's a meal plan where you're bringing in a lot of uh, clean food. So increasing the amount of fruit and veggies um, and um, other uh, nutritional components like a good amount of proteins, carbs, fats, etc. They've always been surprised at the amount of food that they're eating compared to what they were eating before and how that's still managing to help them to lose weight. So did you want to expand a little bit more on that? Yeah, sure. Um, so for me, like everybody else that you're saying, you know, you're kind of surrounded all the time by, you know, this diet, do this diet and this will make you lose weight and, you know, try this diet or you know, eat no carbs or eat carbs. And, and then you get so confused, you know, and I tried every, trust me, I've tried every diet there is in the world. I've yeah. tried it. I've done it. And it might have worked for a little bit and then I would have put the weight back on. Mm. And the problem with dieting is what it does, it actually um, affects your metabolism. So what it actually does is it actually, for the future, when you, when you, do go and try to maintain and eat a healthy diet, it's mm. much harder to lose the weight because mm. your metabolism is so starved um, from whatever it is that you were restricting yourself, you know, whether it be fats, whether it be carbohydrates, whether it be, you know, increase in protein, whatever it is that you went on, mm. um, you were restricting yourself and your metabolism then gets into this kind of like fight or flight, you know, it kind of goes, ah. Oh, not again. She's going to starve me again. I'm yes. just going to hold on to everything she puts or he puts into me. So what happens is then you start to, you know, you're eating well, but it's actually holding on to everything instead of burning it because it, your body's then scared to go into that starvation mode. Yeah. Um, which is why you find that, you know, every time you go on a different diet or the next diet, it's actually much harder to lose the weight mm. because your body's actually holding on rather than and actually burning that what it's supposed to be doing yeah um, and the more you go on a diet the more you ruin your metabolism and the, the longer and much harder it is to lose weight mm-hmm. um so for those ladies or those people that let's say has never been on a diet and then all of a sudden for some reason decide to go on a specific diet you'll yeah. see they lose weight very quickly um it's not maintainable 
and they'll put it back on. But for yeah. someone who's been on many, many, many diets, the fact they go on exactly the same diet will take them so much longer. Mm. So that is why diets are horrible because they're not maintainable. You're restricting yourself um, and, you, and your body will then go into starvation mode. Yeah. So the best I, thing to do. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say um, it, it's very timely that you're saying this. I actually was having a chat to one of my own clients um, a couple of weeks ago around this very issue in regards to what she was consuming with calories. And I said to her, you're not eating enough. And she just couldn't get her head around like, what do you mean? I'm not eating enough. I'm trying to lose weight. But she just mm. was not eating enough. She was in that starvation mode. But it's 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 not quantity. That's mm. that's the problem. People yeah. think it's quantity. It's not quantity of calories. Yeah. It's the it's the quality of calories mm. that you need to be worried about. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's if you as long as you're putting good food in your mouth in your in your body, mm. you don't have to restrict in calories. Yeah. You just have to restrict in um you know the fast food. And, and I'm not saying never eat it. I'm just saying it has to be done in moderation. But, you know, you still eat your pasta and, and your lasagna and your, um, you know, that's the first thing that goes, you know, all those kind of things. Like they, they're good food if you think yeah. about it, especially if it's done at home. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got your pasta, which is your garbage, you're having your cheese, which is your protein, you're having meat, you're having vegetables. I mean, it's, it's all, all those things are good for you. They, yeah. Every single food provides some sort of nutrient. Mm. Um, it's about the quality of the food that you're eating that you need to worry about. Yeah. Um, and like you said, as long as you're consuming enough of every single macronutrient, and that's things like your protein, your carbs, and your fats, mm. and in good, um, if, as long as you mix them all together in variations, then, then you're fine. But as soon as you start to take one away, um, that's when things start to go wrong. Um, and, you know, what I learned from my nutrition course is, your body works and burns things better when you eat all of the three macronutrients. And that's protein, fats, and carbs. As long as you're eating one of each of those macronutrients in your meal, mm. then you're fine. Don't ever eat just protein or just carbs or just fats. Mm. Your body doesn't know how to burn that. And that's what happens. So could you just expand on carbs because for a lot of people that go I, to me this is the information that i seem to be seeing a lot at the moment is that carbs are bad now i personally know that carbs are not bad but let's can we just try to refine carbs so that people understand what carbs actually are and where you find carbs as well so carbs yeah. is not necessarily bread or just no. oh no no of course and there's and there's also you know there's also the the um, starchy bread carbs and the non-starchy carbs, mm. um, and there's um, so what I'm talking about carbs. When I talk about carbs, I'm talking about pasta. I'm talking about rice. I'm talking about beans. I'm talking about um, there's even some starchy vegetables can be classified as carbs, such as your potatoes, um, such as beetroot. Um, those are also starchy vegetables and also be classified as a carbohydrate. Mm. It doesn't make them bad. Um, yeah. It's just they're just a carbohydrate. What, what carbohydrate actually means, and if you actually look at the pure definition of a carbohydrate, it's just energy. Mm. So if, if you don't give your body energy, then it can't survive. Yeah. Um, you know, the first thing that your body burns is your carbohydrates. Yeah. And actually, if you look at per calorie serving, you probably will know this yourself. Um, carbohydrates got um, the least amount of 
calories per serve? Mm. What has the highest? What has Fat. the highest? Yeah, would be. I think it's, I think it's six, six grams and I think, or nine grams and, and then, carb, I mean, not that we're counting calories, which I hate anyways, but if you look at it, um, carbohydrates actually got the lowest amount of calories per serve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so, um, carbohydrates are the easiest thing to burn. Mm. Um, and that's the first thing that your body will burn because it's energy. Um, protein is great for sustainability to keep you full. Yeah. Um, because it takes longer to, to burn. So then it obviously keeps you full for longer. Yeah. And also some carbs as well. So good carbs, you know, you got look, you can, there's also good and bad, bad, I hate saying bad, but I guess um, the ones that are, you know, there's going to be really, really fast to, um, to burn and then it takes a bit longer to burn. So like things like your sugar is also a carb, but it's just that it's a very, it takes, it's much quicker to burn. So what happens is your body will burn it very quickly. So that's why you're hungry again. Yeah. Or something like wholemeal bread, um, brown, pasta, uh, brown rice, um, or your whole wheat. Yeah. They take a little bit longer to burn. So they keep you full longer, mm. which is why they're great to eat. And um, these foods would be classed as um, low GI foods. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Like low, low GI. Food. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, you know, compared to, let's say, white rice, which is a little bit higher. But it's still, um, I still would prefer to eat white rice than, let's say, I don't know, a muffin. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not that you shouldn't eat a muffin. But yeah. sometimes people restrict themselves so much that then they turn to other things to eat that are actually much worse for them. Mm. So I prefer to eat that big bowl of nice rice with some veggies and some chicken or some beef. Um, that's going to make you full and not be hungry again in an hour, you mm. know, then you're full for longer. You've got a good amount of nutrients in that meal. Yeah. Um, and then you can sustain longer to have your next snack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hope that clarifies that, <laughs> what no, a carb is. Definitely. <laughs> well, to me, that clarifies it. Um, I just wanted to jump back though, because um, I mentioned low GI and I had a thought that some people may not know what that acronym is. So could you explain what low GI and high GI actually is, please? Of course. Um, so GI is like, it's called a glycemic index. So that's just the measures of how much um, uh, glycemic is like a sugar, I guess. Yes. Um, so it just depends how quickly and how, slowly your body will burn that particular food mm. so um so let's say carbohydrates that have a very low gi mm. they, they they're much slower to digest so um therefore there's it it results in your sugar rising much slower so what that means is that you are not as hungry yeah quickly yeah so, so your body doesn't um, that energy so quickly. That's right. So let's say if you compare, you know, whole wheat bread compared to white bread, mm. if you're going to eat a whole wheat piece of toast, um, your body will um, absorb the energy much slower. Yeah. So like a high GI food, such as, you know, white bread, which the nutrients probably not that different, but the GI is, the GI index is. So you, you will absorb the amount of energy from that white bread much quicker than you would from a whole wheat. That's, mm -hmm. that's the main difference. Yeah. It's what will keep you full for longer. Yeah. Okay. That, 
Does that explain? That's good. Okay. I'm going to move on from that because that's, that's really interesting, but I wanted to just move on to, um, uh, why is good nutrition so important for our body's health? Why, why, why should we be choosing veggies over, um, say McDonald's? It's a very hard question for me to answer, actually. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Um, because I believe that we shouldn't really focus so much on fruit and veggies and that it's so important to eat fruit and veggies and all of that because I believe in moderation. Yeah. Um, but to answer it simply, why is fruit and veggie better than McDonald's? Well, fruit and veggie is fresh, <laughs> number one. Um, it's straight from the source. Um, you know, where it's come from. Mm. Um, it, the, the, the nutrients is not broken down or processed, you know, and, and the main thing is processed. Mm. McDonald's is all processed food. So it's everything that's being cooked and, and, and fried and then cut up again. And then, you know, and you don't know how it's being cooked or where it's being cooked from. You don't know what meat they're using. Um, all of this stuff above and it's like from a new restaurant really um for me i think as long as your plate of food is comes is is got a variety of things on it so mm-hmm. it's got a little bit of veg it's got a little bit of protein it's got a little bit of carbs it's got a little bit of fat yeah. i'm happy don't so much focus on i have to eat you know five servings of vegetables a day okay. because that's what's recommended yeah. um it's very hard to do, number one. Mm. Number two, um, not all of us do it. And then we start to stress and then we start to focus on too much on, oh, well, I'm not eating enough vegetables. And then and then, and then. that causes more problems. Um, as long as you're relaxed about it, I'm, you know, some, my kids sometimes will also eat McDonald's, sometimes. Mm. But it's a sometimes thing. And if I, as long as I make it clear that it's, it's okay to eat it sometimes, um, then you don't actually want it as much. Um, but the main difference between eating at home or, you know, eating out is, is the processing. Is it how you cook it, how it's, how it's cut up, where, where you're getting the food from? That's the main difference. And the nutritional side of it, obviously, is it's much better for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's more natural source of food, which will go into your body. And so it's much easier to, to then um, metabolize and obviously then easier to uh, take in the nutrients yourself. So when you say more natural type of food, I've, I've heard once, and please tell me if this is a myth or fact, that mm. processing food, the processed food has, um, I guess, the mo- each time it gets, I guess, processed or changed the way that it is um, cooked. So I guess the more you cook it, the more it goes through, um, say, for example, um, being turned into something refined or something like that, you start to lose the nutritional um, quality in that food. Is that why processed foods are not so... um, Yeah, yeah, of course. The more more you cook it, the more you change its... um, uh, Not structure, actually, but it changes its... Uh, from its natural form yeah the more you're processing and reducing the nutrients or changing the nutrient factor in it yeah yeah so like that's why you know fresh veg is recommended fresh i remember fresh and frozen is the same thing frozen doesn't do anything to the vegetable Mm -hmm. um 
frozen vegetables are just as healthy as fresh vegetables. Yeah. Um, so don't be worried about that. I'm talking more about like fried and, and, you know, cooked and things like that. If you can eat the food in its most freshest possible way, mm-hmm. you are getting the most natural source of nutrients from it. Yeah. Okay. That's actually a perfect segue into my next question. So at the time of recording this podcast, we're going through the world epidemic of uh, coronavirus. Um, yeah. What should parents be doing to help ensure that they and their children are optimizing their nutrition at this point in time? Because we're seeing, well, certainly here in Australia, we're seeing supermarket shelves being um, wiped of, um, I guess, the, like, maybe the processed foods that are going to last yeah. longer. What would yeah. you recommend parents be doing to ensure that um, their nutrition is optimized at this point in time? Well, look, food, he's got a really important role in, you know, boosting our immune system. Mm. Um, you know, it protects us from viruses, infections, coughs and colds. So, um, you know, there are no guarantees that, you know, that we know that certain key nutrients are essential for um, boosting the immune system. Mm. But uh, my favourite foods uh, that I recommend to eat now are probably things like pumpkin. Yep. Because uh, they contain like um, uh, the beta carotene from the body, which converts into vitamin A. Okay. Um, uh, green veggies, if you can. I mean, I, I know a lot of kids don't, don't love green veggies, but if, if they do, things like, you know, spinach, broccoli, um, Brussels sprouts, they all contain vitamin C. Um, what else? Okay, vitamin E. Um, Carrots are great because I've got vitamin C and again some better carotene. Um, nuts are great. Um, yep. Things like cashews and almond butter. Um, they have a lot of iron and zinc, as well as some vitamin E and B. Mm. Um, mushrooms are great of yep. any variety. Um, they're rich in copper and uh, phytochemicals. Um, you know, just eat a rainbow of colours if you can. Yeah, um, you'll get a wide variety of nutrients as well that will keep us healthy and mm. ice immune system keeping well. I also highly recommend you getting on some probiotics, um, which I've put myself and kids on because yeah. the best time is to do it now mm-hmm. to build up your immune system before winter comes along and everyone starts to cough and cold. And I think that's when the coronavirus will really hit us. So what's um, probiotics? Where do you source probiotics? My favorite probiotic is Bioceuticals, the brand Bioceuticals, because I feel like they've got, from my own research, and this personal opinion, not that I have any <laughs> connection, yeah. just because I just love them. Yeah. Um, they've got the most purest amount and the highest amount of um, the, the billions, you know, the, uh, what are they called? Um, uh, the, you know, org- what are they called? actual probiotic in them um i think it's if you look at between 15 to 20 billion that's what you're looking for okay um they've got the most amount that i found Mm. um they're not cheap that's you know i'm telling you right now i bought i think i bought a 60 pack it cost me like 90 Mm dollars um but i think it's important to build up my kids and my own immune system now yeah um so that we're ready for when winter comes you know and also just remember wash your fruit and vegetables Mm. you know um encourage your kids to wash their their hands 
you know, just do the, the common sense stuff. Mm. Um, just don't panic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think my number one thing is to eat a rainbow of fruit and veggies and, yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. That's really good advice. Um, and it just builds on the research. You and I had this conversation before we started recording, but the research I've been doing in terms of, um, having a look at what's still available in supermarkets and oddly enough, it is the, um, the fruit and veggies that are in great supply at the moment. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a great way. I guess it's a preventative measure, isn't it? Rather than a, um, fear-based measure. Oh yeah. 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 Preventative. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I mean, I do this normally anyways every year, um, because probiotic takes at least a couple of months to take effect. So mm-hmm. you've got to, you always have to do it at least one or two months, um, before yeah. winter comes. So you build up your immune system, it's a preventative factor, and then you're ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also the veggies, like you said, they all have all those nutrients in them. So mm. the only way to do it the natural way is to, is to eat a good variety of fruit and veg. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Inna. This has been really informative and I hope it's helped to inform um, the the ladies that are watching both in terms of their children's health but also their own health. Um, and I think hopefully it's helped to break down some of those uh, misconceptions that we often have in terms of dieting and, um, uh, yeah, certain foods because like you said at the start of this podcast um diets uh, there's quite a few diets out there that cut out food groups so i hope that that's helped uh break down some misconceptions around those me too <laughs> hope i helped someone <laughs> Absolutely. i hope i haven't haven't baffled on because if i could talk for hours about nutrition <laughs> that's a great thing though isn't it like we get we get to talk about our passions here and share our knowledge with the the wider community so uh you know on that note with uh regards to sharing our passions with the wider community where can the people listening find out more about you um probably i mean the best place to go is my website it's very informative it's um inner me health so i n n a m e h e a l t h so inner me health um dot com uh, or in any of the instagram and facebook all at inner me health all there um i've also got a facebook group so yeah just if you just look me up on the website you'll have access to everything fantastic i will make sure that i put those links within the show notes as well to this podcast so anyone that wants right. to um hear more from inner um and even work with inner because you do programs that work with um ladies don't you is that I've got that. Yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, I'm definitely there if anyone needs a personalized um, program. Um, and I also do have a, um online faster eater program as well for kids. So, yeah. Fantastic. And I'm very excited because uh, Inna is actually going to be a guest speaker at uh, one of the health and wellness retreats that I've got coming yes. up in May. Uh, and that retreat comes out. But um, yeah, hopefully we can have uh, Inna back at future retreats as well because. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. And. Uh... 
thank you for listening to this episode of the Mummy Fit Time podcast. I would absolutely love it if you could help me share this message with more people. And you can do that by clicking a rating on this podcast episode. The more ratings I get, the more I am able to share this message with more people, more mums just like you. If you would like to find out more about Mummy Fit Time, feel free to pop over to my website. It's www.mummyfittime. That's spelt M-U-M-M-E-F-I-T-T-I-M-E.com.au. Catch you next time on the podcast.